world. Uh, we are the solution to the world's problem. That's just what the Bible says. And, uh, and when, we, when we, and we look at ourselves, and how can that be? That's what God's made us to be. That is, we are utterly unique and amazing. And, uh, and I, I get excited every time I think about the church, about what God's done, how he's brought all sorts of different people together. In Revelation it talks about all the, the, the different uh, nations and tribes and languages and tongues brought together. Uh, and we have that displayed here. And it's wonderful and I love this church for that. Um, and, uh, and God brings it together. And in heaven it's going to be an uh, amazing party. But actually we can know something of heaven here as we see God use us to affect each other's lives and the lives of our communities, our city and the world. And, uh, and so I get excited uh, when I start talking about the church because it is an amazing thing that God has done. But when we, when we talk about it, there is um, something that, that the Bible talks about that actually it's not simply that we get together and, and that's it. There's a, there's a part that we need to engage with as we see these things happen, as, as, we, as we desire to see and the nation affected, the world affected, this area affected, uh, there's a part that we play. Yes. And so that's what, what we want to look at today and what we're going to look at over the next few weeks. So we're going to read um, uh, from a passage that, that may be familiar to you, and it's 1 Corinthians 12, if you've got your Bibles it, it, Oh, come up on the, on the screen. 1 Corinthians 12, uh, 12 to 20, okay? And I'm going to read it all through because it's a very straightforward but very important uh, description of the church as a body. Okay, it's so the church as a body. We are a body together with Christ as the head. Uh, and this is a description of what the body is like. Okay. So, <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. The body is a unit. Though it is made up of many parts, and all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptised by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Now the body is not made of many parts, uh, not made of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand... I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Okay. So this is, uh, Paul here is using the illustration of a body to talk about the church. And he's saying, we are one, we're unified, we've been brought together, uh, we've all come from the same place, we were all uh, sinners before God, we were all alienated from him, we were all far away, we were all facing his wrath uh, because we were sinners and then all of us who are part of the body were saved by the grace and mercy of Jesus. Mm. We all came from the same place. None of us can say, I got here because I tried really hard. 
Not everybody can say, I got here because I was better than anyone else. That isn't the case. We all got here, we were all lost, Jesus came and found us and brought us home. And we all start from the same place. So we can't say to one another, well, I'm a bit better than you because, well, I got here uh, by my own efforts. I got here by my own goodness. That's not the case. I, Jamie, all of you started, we were utterly, utterly lost. And Jesus, in his mercy and grace, saved us. He saved me. He saved you. We were, whatever your background, however good or bad your background, we all came from the same place. We all needed saving. We all needed our sins forgiven. We all needed to be washed clean. And so, and, and, we were, and, and the Bible says we were all given that one spirit to drink. It was the spirit that came and washed us clean and came and gave us new life. And that's why we're here. We all come from the same starting point. Uh, and that's really important. We're going to talk about this later on. But the fact is, there can be no uh, uh, rivalry in comparison because we all started from the same point. None of us can boast about our, our being better because we were all hopeless and lost. And yet Jesus, in his mercy and grace, saved us and brought us together. But he brought us into one body. So we're together we're all in one body together. But then the passage goes on to say, but we all are different. We all have a part to play in the body. Now, when I say that, most of you will say, well, that's clearly what the passage says. You know, I might be an eye or a hand. Or One of the problems can be is that you say that in my head... I've got a part to play, but my heart says, I don't really. If I look at the gifted person at the front who's speaking to me today, uh, then what part can I play? Um, That's a joke. Anyway. um, (laughs) But we can do that. We can look around and we think, wow, they're amazing. Look at the people. Wasn't it amazing? The the worship leaders, aren't they? I'm tremendously gifted. They are. Wonderful. And you think, oh, what am I compared with them? And I can't stand up and speak. I can't stand up and, and, and do that. I, I, I'm, I'm no good at organising. I can't do the kids. I'm no good with kids. You know, okay, it says that there about really. I don't have a power here. I can't, I can't really see that. And one of the things I believe God wants to do today in us, and, and this is just what I want to say, is he wants to, if anybody is feeling that, that in your head you say, well, that's what the passage says, but in my heart I've got no power here. God wants to break that down today. He wants to break that down so that you go away from this place saying, do you know what? I've got a part to play here. I have a unique God-given role in this place. I may not know what it is yet. I may, I need to perhaps explore, but actually God wants to break that and give in your heart. Actually, you have a unique place here. Whoever you are, whatever your background, whatever your age, you have a part to play here that is unique and God-given. And God wants to break that down and put that into you. So it goes from your head, yeah, I can see it in the passage, to your heart to say, yeah, this is for me. Okay, so I want you to, to let that happen as I speak today, if I can uh, do that. For me, um, because my background is uh, in being brought up uh, in a church, and had an example 
uh, it was sort of natural for me just to go in to do stuff. And Jamie sort of said a similar thing, that when he came into church, he just said, well, okay, I'll just do what I can. And so for me, when I was growing up in church, the first thing I did, because that was what you did as a young person, is I got involved in junior church. And I know a lot of our young people are doing that, and it's wonderful to see because it's actually a, a start. And some people stay there. And I stayed doing junior church and kids work for, for years because I loved it. Um, for others, it's simply a stepping stone. You start doing something and you realise, oh, that, that worked well, that didn't work so well. You know, actually, I really enjoyed this bit, so I'm going to sort of go this way. It's a very simple thing. Nobody, well, some, some people, I didn't get a revelation from God uh, of what I was going to be. Some people do. Some people get God speaks into their heart and prophetically says something. But often that happens because there's something stirring in your heart already. I didn't know what I was going to be good at. I didn't know what I was gifted at until I just had a go. Okay, so that's a, that's a part, we'll talk about that a bit later, but that's important to know. So, but I knew that I had a part to play in the church from earlier on, uh, from an earlier age. Um, but one of my other things was that um, at work, I had a, had a job, this is a few years ago, and um, that job wasn't quite working out for me. I know my boss, I wasn't getting on particularly well with, with him. And, um, and so we had some discussion and, and I thought, well, actually, I'm not really fitted into what I'm doing. And, um, and I, th- I looked around in the, in the company and there was another job which looked quite nice. And I thought, I'd love that, but you know what, I could never do that. I could never do this job. Um, but actually, something in my spirit stirred and said, do you know, I'd love to have it. There's no way I could do it. Um, and so I had to go through this process, and maybe some of you were, have got that. And you're looking around at stuff, maybe not necessarily in the church, but maybe in the church, but also outside, you're thinking, I'd love that, but do you know what, that's, that's not me, I can't do that. And God worked on me, and, and I felt, do you know what, and over time, as I was praying, I, I, I thought, well, what's the harm in applying? Well, you know, I'd love to do it. I don't think I can. But I, and I did. I applied for the job, and I got it. And I can honestly tell you, it was, it's the best job I've ever had. It was brilliant. I had it for a number of years. It was quite a challenging job. Uh, it was challenging for my wife, because it meant that I, I travelled quite a lot um, with it. But I loved it. It was... And, but had I not allowed myself, or allowed the Spirit of God to say, actually, do you have a go? Give it a go. I probably would never have gone for it. I would have got stuck in a job that really wasn't suited to me. And, uh, and, but I didn't know how good I was going to be at it, or how much I'd enjoyed it, until I took the step. And I think sometimes that's true with us. There might be something stirring in us. Something that we said, oh, you know, I, well, I'd love to... Get involved in that. Oh, but I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't possibly. It often starts with a stirring in your spirit. And that's often what God does. It's a spirit stirring that says, actually, this is for you. And we need to listen to those voices and say, well, it's Now, it's a step, and I learned how to do the job, and it took me a while, and all that sort of stuff. You know, we we don't come fully formed. But be open to those stirrings that's inside you and think, actually, what wonder what I could do. There is 
this illustration of the body is really helpful in this. In that, what we shouldn't do is work, try and work out whether I am a, a leg or an arm or an eye. That's not what this passage is about. Okay, it's not trying to, you know, if, you know we're not all going to go around labelling each person as a, you know, a different part of the body. The issue here is that they all have a separate function, but they all work together. And one of the important things to know is that we need to work together as a body. So if there's something stirring in you, it's because not only is it going to bless you, but we need that. We need that. So to respond to that is going to bless yourself and others. Because ultimately, we are given for the good of each other. It was a great illustration, I've used it before, um, which isn't mine, so I'm, I'm not going to... Uh, just, just picture the scene, there's a pond or a lake, and you're walking beside the lake, and suddenly you hear a scream. And <clears throat> you look and you see that uh, a child has fallen into the lake. Immediately you think, what can I do? So you run. You run around to the lake uh, and you wade in and you pick the child up and you get them to the, the shore and you make sure they're okay and you save their life. Okay. Very simple illustration is, what was the most important part of the body in that rescue? If you think about it, the whole body played a part in that. If one bit of that body wasn't working, that child wouldn't have been saved. Okay? So, the first thing is the ear. It heard something. If the ear hadn't been working, nothing would have happened. And then the eye saw what was going on. Uh, uh, I hadn't been working. They couldn't have found the person. It would have been so much more difficult. And then the, the legs and the feet took over and started running. And then, obviously, the lungs were, were pumping away and the heart was pumping away to, 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 to get the oxygen to do that. And then the, the hand and the arm reached out and picked the child up. Now, you can't say in that which was the most important. If, if one of those hadn't been working, the child wouldn't have been saved. And that is a great illustration of what the church is like. We've got many different parts. And you might think, oh, well, you know, Tim, what you do on a Sunday morning when you speak, or what Jamie does, that's the most important. Do you know what? It, this wouldn't happen if there wasn't a whole load of other things going on Amen. in the background uh, to make this happen. Oh, I'd be speaking to an empty place. And maybe that would be a good thing. No. Um, <laughs> so you can look and then you say, oh, yeah, but, yeah, but the worship team, that, that's the best thing ever, isn't it? And, and oh, they're brilliant and that's great. But actually, there's a whole stuff that goes around that. There's the people at the back who do the, the, uh, the projector thing. That is so important. There's people who do the hospitality. There's people. All this stuff that goes on is vital for a church to function well and to do the stuff. It, uh, that, that, um, that is so important. I don't know what everybody's part is here, but I do know that you have a part. Yeah. I do know that you have a part. If this is where you call home, if this is where you call your church, if this is where you believe God has put you, you have a part to play here. And it's not only just a little part, it's a vital part. See, Jesus said, uh, that Paul said in that passage, but in fact, God has arranged the parts of the body, every one of them, 
just as he wanted them to be. You see, you're here because of various reasons. You made some choices, you saw on the website, you, 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 or whatever it is. But actually, overriding that is actually, no, Jesus brought you here. Hallelujah. Jesus brought you here. Amen. And he's arranged you here, and he wants what he's uniquely given you to function. Okay. You're designed to fit in this place. Now, I want us to do something that we do quite a lot, and I want to make a declaration. Okay? And I want to say this a few times so that it gets from your head to your heart. And the declaration is this. In this body... One minute. Very good. Very good. That's key. But let me just finish what I'm going to say. Thank you, Tracy. In this body, I have a unique part to play. Okay, that's what I want us to say together. Okay, and I want, when you say it, and some of you are going to find this easy because you're already playing a great part, as many of us are, but some of you think, actually, no, no, let that really sink in. So, in this body, I have a unique part to play. After three. In this body, I have a unique part to play. Okay, let's say that again. In this body, I have a unique part to play. So, once more. In this body, I have a unique part to play. Okay, let that really sink in to you. Okay, right. The other thing that, um, again, it's, it sort of... Uh, ties up with that, really, is, okay, I might have a unique part to play, but of course, I don't have any gifts. I'm not gifted. I don't have gifts with kids. I don't have gifts with, with worship. I don't, I don't have gifts with teaching, whatever it is. Well, the first thing I would say to you is, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 says, to each one... The manifestation of the Spirit has been given for the common good. To each one. To each one. See, the Bible makes it very clear that if you are a child of God, he has given you gifts. You may have one gift, you may have two, you may have multiple gifts. And actually, as we grow in in our Christian life, we can get more and more gifts. Because what the Bible says is, eagerly desire them. So we just go to God and say, look, I'd love to prophesy. I'd love to speak in tongues. I would love to have a gift of healing. I'd love to have a gift of faith. I'd love to have a gift of administration. I'd love to have a gift of leisure. Whatever it is, you can ask for more gifts. But even if you've never done that, you are gifted because you have the Holy Spirit in you. And you have a gift that is unique to you. It may be the same as similar to other people. So we have up here uh, people that are gifted in leading in worship. So it's a worship gift, and yet it's unique because some of them have got different ways of expressing. Each person will express their gift in a different way. So even if it's similar to someone else's, it will be unique because it will be expressed through you in a different way to someone who has a similar gift. And therefore it will come across in a different way and it will be a blessing to this church. And so it's important for us to get into our heads that whatever I feel about myself, I have gifts that are going to bless this church. And, uh, and that's because God has said it. So, um, and we can talk about 
And the description of the body, you, you could argue that the eye has got the gift of seeing, the ear has a gift of hearing, uh, mouth has a gift of speaking, and so on and so forth. Um, they're sort of, if you like, an illustration of the gifts that a body might have to do what it, what it does. And, uh, and, and the other thing it says in that verse, verse 7, is that it's for the common good. So we've been given gifts, not so that we can brag or to feel good about ourselves, but to bless the, the church and the community. So these gifts aren't simply for the church, they are for the community. And many of you, I know, already use the gifts you have to bless our community. Uh, and we do that in Love Plumstead as well, but some, many of you are actually involved in community um, events and, and uh, action and, 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 and stuff. And they are gifts God has given you for you to bless. But they are for the common good. They're not simply for me, okay? So if I'm being given a gift, it is so that I can express it and bless others, whether it's this church or those outside. And so it's really important that we do it. Because actually, if I don't use the gift God has given me, others aren't going to be blessed. And so the body is a unit that cares and loves each other and looks after each other. And it it is possible to come here and sit and receive, you know, love the worship, hear what we have to say, and then go home. And uh, we're, not, we're not saying don't do that, if that's what you want to do, but actually that is not the picture that God paints of the church. The picture of the church is actually together we bless and we serve and we love one another and we use the gifts God has given us for the common good, to build each other up. And you know, well, when we do that, when we get involved, when we start using those gifts that God has given us, we are all blessed together. You know, the Bible talks about he who refreshes others refreshes himself. Amen. And uh, we are never more fulfilled than when we're doing what God has called us to do. And actually, by using your gift, you will be blessed. By not using it and just sitting and not being part, actually you're going to miss out on the blessing that's for you as well as the blessing that's for others. So we want to stir and encourage one another and stir yourself to say, actually, I have a gift and I want to use it here and I want to use it in the community to bring a blessing and bring common good to all. So in your heart, say to yourself, I have gifts. I have gifts. In fact... Let's do a declaration on that one. So the declaration is, I have gifts from God to bless others. I have gifts from God to bless others. Okay, after three. One, two, three. I have gifts from God to bless others. Let's do that again. I have gifts from God to bless others. Once more. I have gifts from God to bless others. Okay. I hope that's coming into you and really getting into you. The reason this is important, the reason is, is because we need each other. You may look at the church and think, wow, what a great church. Uh, It doesn't need anything else. Nothing really could be further from the truth. The the effectiveness of the church in blessing each other and the community will depend 
on how, if, how uh, much we are mobilising each gift within here to its full potential. I, um, a number of years ago, I, I broke my collarbone by riding into a lamppost, which isn't a brilliant thing to do. And um, very painful. And uh, now, I could still do stuff. So I, my arm was in a sling, and I'd, but I'd broken my arm. So I could, I could still get dressed. It took me a lot longer. Um, it was quite painful and difficult, but I managed. I could still eat. I could still go to school, sadly. No. Um, but I couldn't hug people. I, it was too painful. I couldn't... There's a whole load of stuff I couldn't do. I still managed, but I was severely restricted in what I could do. So I was still functioning as a body, but actually it wasn't the body that I really wanted it, or it could have been, had this arm been working properly. And that really is an illustration of what it's like when we're together, but actually some people aren't able or aren't uh, feel, feel able to use the gift God has given them. We can function, we can do stuff, but it won't be as effective as if everyone were pay, pay, paying their part. And I think that's, that's, that's really where we're at. We, yeah, we function <coughs> as a church, we do well. But I think, what if everybody... Everybody here were functioning in the God-given gifts that God has given them. What impact would we have? What amazing impact would we have on each other and on the community? If everyone was able to really give what God has put on their heart and what God has put in them, what impact would we have? How much more effective could we be? And that's really where, where we're getting. We can do stuff with just a few working, but it will be limited. As we give ourselves and as we, as we receive and actually think, actually, God, no, I want to do this. So much more effective will we be as a body in reaching and doing what God's called us to do. Amen. We don't want to re- rely on the so-called gifted few. That isn't a biblical phrase, gifted few. That doesn't... It's the gifted many. Mm. And it's so important that you don't look at a few people around this church and think... I'm, you know, I can't do that. Well, fine. I mean, that's not that's not what we're asking you to do. We're asking you to to hear what what has God placed in your heart, because that will be a blessing to us as you allow that to grow. And don't be put off by the likes of me or, or whoever else you look at. Oh, I, might, I might put you off anyway, but um, and think I can't do that. That's fine. We're not asking you to do anything apart from what God's put in your heart to do. One of the, the great uh, joys uh, of leadership is to be able to, and I know Jamie, Jamie talks about this a lot, is about seeing what God has put in each of the people that, um, that come along and come part of us. One of the things we do in Connect uh, in the second week is we just talk about what is on people's hearts when they come in? What is it that God has, has stirs you? What area of, of ministry or area of service, what area of staff do you love? 
We love, you know, and then we can we start thinking, oh wow, that'd be really good if we could. Now it might take some time to emerge, and you know, sometimes we have to, to work out how that might see. But we're always looking because we know we know that this isn't enough. I'm not enough to see what God's got for, for the church. I've got some gifts. Jamie's got gifts, but that's not enough. We that's that's we just you know we're just. We're just parts of the body. We need the whole body together. So one of the one of the joys is to is to sort of do gold digging and seeing what God has placed in each person and say, actually, we want this to, to come up. We want this because actually, I'm looking for stuff that I don't have, and, and I find it quite a lot actually. There's an awful lot of stuff that I don't have that you lot have, and I'm looking for. Wow, I can't do that, but they can. It's brilliant. One of the one of the things that that we, I used to do is just run a kids club here, and. Um, uh, and that was great because we, we blessed the kids in the community. But the other thing that was really good was we had a whole load of young people um, uh, who were part of the church then who helped. And you could see as they were doing stuff and you asked them to do stuff, different giftings coming out. Some were brilliant at just sitting and chatting to the kids on the carpet. I, I'm not brilliant at that, to be honest. I just start being silly with them. Uh, and I just, you know, I do silly things. Um, uh, but some of them were just really there, just talking to them, understanding what went on in their day, having a real heart, being able to talk one-to-one and, and, and just empathise with where they, you know, stuff they were going. Others were so good at organising. Uh, you know, they would, they would be there and they would be setting up and they would be doing stuff. Uh, and, and then others would, uh, would, um, would be able to see, oh, have an idea about, oh, we could do this. Or, you know, actually, if we did it this way, we could do that. Um, others just were just great at serving and would just be prepared to, you know... Put things under the stage or, or clear up afterwards. And as you as you saw the different gifts coming out, it was wonderful to see that <coughs> even in the context of, of a very simple kids club, you think, oh, so they just they just love kids. Different giftings were emerging as they came out, and you saw it. And you think, wow, these people on this one's going to turn out to be a leader. And you saw a few of them thinking, ah, oh, this God's got a, a real mark of leadership on this person, um, or someone's got a real a gift of administration here, or. Oh, this one's got a real pastoring heart. And you could see it starting to emerge simply by what they did. And I used to love seeing that and, and, and sort of encouraging that the best we can. Um, and, and, so, and so you just wanted to see those little nuggets of gold that God had placed in these young people. Some as young as 12 and 13, you see, actually, God's got a gift in you. And then you can encourage it. And one of the things we do with the young people is call out the gold that God has put in them. Uh, just so that they can know that actually in their, they have got a part to play as well. But God has put stuff in them that is going to bless us now and in the future. So that's some of the things that we do. Now the other way that happens is in community. That as we together, as we get to know each other, we often have people recognise the gift in us before we see it ourselves. Yeah. And uh, one of the so important things is we, we're going to, you know, we've got community groups going and we're going to start doing some slightly different things from missional groups. One of the best ways for you to start understanding what God's put in you and the gift is to be together as a community and let people speak into your life and say, do you know what I see in you? I see a real gift with kids. I see a real gift in hospitality. I see a real gift in praying for the sick. I see a real gift in prophecy. I see, and, and as we are together, suddenly God stirs. And actually as well, as we prophesy over one another, God can bring out the gold that is even more hidden 
than that. And we would say, actually, God sees uh, you as a leader, or God sees you as this and that. And, but that happens in community. That happens when we're together. So let me encourage you, if you're not sure where your place <coughs> is, not sure, get to know one another, get to know people, uh, and then speak over one another what you see. And let me encourage those that are, uh, you know, to, let's do that. Let's do that as a community. Let's speak over one another uh, prophetically what God you see in other people and call it out, call it out so that we can be encouraging uh, and helping one another to get involved and be what God has called us to be. Yeah, I'll... I'll uh... So, just a summary... God has placed you here to play a part that is unique and God has given you gifts. And I want each person just to receive that this morning. Uh, Some of you will have no problem with it because many of you are working. Some of you actually, maybe you're doing stuff and you think, oh, you know, I'd love to be this. I'd love to do this. Maybe let God stir that in you as well. But if you're here this morning and you've never really seen yourself as part of this place, then let God's Holy Spirit speak to you and say, do you know what, you have a place here Uh, you have a unique place here and God wants you to uh, take it and use it for the blessing Uh, and we're going to be blessed and you will be blessed and the community will be blessed as you allow God's Spirit to stir that in you and then just get involved where you can, it may not be exactly in the area, start serving start doing something, start coming up, talk to Jamie, talk to myself what can I do? You know, I'd love, I've, I've got a stirring in this area, but I don't know quite how to do. And we'll just try and help you uh, engage uh, maybe with a, a missional group to start with or whatever it might be, and then we can see how that will develop. But God has a place for you here. And as you start living in it and growing in it, so we will be blessed, the community will be blessed. Um, and we will see much more of what God has for the church being accomplished through his body. Yeah, let's just pray. Father, thank you for what you've put in us. Thank you, Lord, that we are all unique. Well, thank you that, Father, we have each got given gifts. And, and Father, you have placed us here for a purpose. And Lord, my heart's desire, and I know all our hearts desire, is to, that we uh, accomplish everything you've called us to do. Uh, Lord, we want to see a great impact upon this area. We want to see each person in the church built up. We want to see this area, this city affected with your gospel. And Lord, we, we believe that happens as your church functions as you've called us to function. Uh, and, and that we uh, give ourselves to the gifts and everything you've put in us. Uh, and as we grow and function as a body with you as the head, Lord God, we will become everything that you want us to be in this place. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Hello, everyone. This is a bit unusual because I hate doing stuff like this, but I do believe God gave me a word right at the start of worship, and it was Jeremiah 33 3. And for me to remember that, that must come from God. Uh, It was God said, ask me and I will tell you remarkable things. Mm-hmm. And gosh, I think that's all. So, uh, it, uh, sorry, another thing was 
listen to my voice. Uh, and for me, it's just pride. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.